0: Pickaxe.
1: arc 2 episode 6 of the dnr podcast is brought to today by patreon.com slash d-a-n-d-r those are the wonderful folks who each and every month help us bring this show to you and keep our lights on if you stick around to the end of the show you can hear a clip from living in theria it's a show we do each and every month about a random person place or thing in the world you guys ask us all the questions you've been wondering and we try to answer every single one of them thank you guys so much without further ado let's get on with the show Previously on Group A, this newly formed adventuring party has been out on the road for weeks on a diplomatic mission to save some orcs from the slavers known as the New Having found the slavers' camp, they broke in, managed to free the orcs, and did battle with the slaver captain. After dispatching the captain, freeing the moles that were also slaves there, and sadly losing one of the orcs, the group is now free to escort these orc prisoners back to the Mozog camp, so that hopefully diplomatic talks can continue with the Mozog orcs and the surrounding countryside. Let's do that thing! where we go around the table and introduce ourselves. I'm Jason, I'm the Dungeon Master. Going on the table, start with James. Hey, it's James, and I play Esno... I forget.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's,
2: it's, it's, it's written right there on the table.
3: Yeah, I just forget NPCs. I'm a <laughs> I was looking at Rob's Twitter thing, and
2: I was like, I'm Ubo! <laughs> <laughs> this is Ubo, and more Ubo's thoughts.
1: Um, I should preface today, Masoka's been hit on the head with a coconut in this episode, and...
4: I am Masoka.
1: <laughs> and Xavier.
5: Oh, we're gonna keep that one? Yeah! <laughs> Good. I'm Xavier, and I play Donovan Vice, the
1: human fighter. And Michael.
6: Hey, I'm Michael, and I play Amvin Yamil the Storm Mage.
1: And Robert. I am Ubo, Half-Orc
3: Voice of the Mountain. (laughs) And Kelsey.
7: I'm
2: Kelsey, and I play Aster Fainriel, the Elven Archer.
7: And Susan. I'm Susan, and I play Madeline Riawin, the Human (sighs) Cleric.
1: Guys, today, we're going to open up on the Fourth of Yesti. Now, a little bit of time has passed since you, you raided this camp and set everything on fire, uh, and killed a bunch of people, but some good came out of it. I would like to ask everybody, is there something that, uh, how would the group be feeling after that big fight, essentially? Uh, How would everyone be, how would everyone be taking it the next, uh, the next day or so as you, as you get your bearings and get ready to, trek about eight or nine days on the road back to this orc encampment I live in the wilderness and thrive on violence, I'm fine mhm
5: uh, I'd probably try to uh, insert myself in like uh, whenever the orcs are eating together or something like that try to just stand by or sit by Ubo and try to just like mingle if that if that's ever allowed especially while eating <laughs>
1: Um, you ever sneak up behind a dog while it's eating and they don't react too well to it? Is <laughs> something like that? Like they're very they're very enclosed people. They're they're talking, especially based on what they've been through recently. So while they're kind of resting up and and, and getting their bearings again, you're you're gonna notice a few things about uh, orcish people uh, right off the bat. One. Uh, they are much more likely to talk to each other than to you guys now part of that is absolutely the language barrier uh, Ubo's the only one here who speaks you know fluent orc and that's that's a problem to, to to communicate with somebody who doesn't speak your language two they've been through a bit of an ordeal right they're they're distrusting of of humans in particular but basically anybody who's not full you know uh, full-blooded orc three, they're going to be mean-mugging the fuck out of Aster.
2: Aster? (laughs) Aster is probably (laughs) going to... Well, so so first of all, they're they're not going to want to get close to the orcs in general. And kind of almost returning that, but more kind of like always keeping an eye on the orcs. And they're... Like and like, always making sure like they have their weapon close at hand. Like they're like, kind of like always just at the ready to spring into action should need be. Like they're not really relaxing fully after the events. <laughs> and yeah, so there's definitely some
1: uh, tension going on there for sure. Yeah, they're not uh, they're not outright violent toward Aster at all, but they are definitely. Uh, they are definitely looking at them like assessing, I guess is the best word. Just, just Mm -hmm. sort of angrily everything they do. There's usually at least one or two, maybe all of them just sort of like staring at Aster from across the way. There's usually a good 15, 20, 30 foot gap sometimes where, you know, they'll be eating at their own little lunch table or whatever they're doing. And just kind of like looking over at Aster and just a furrowed brow. And Aster will be retarding that look. (laughs) Mm. Uh, What about everybody else? Uh, Some of you guys got banged up pretty bad in this fight.
7: (laughs) Um, Well, Maddie was one of those people. Mm. But she would do hasty bandages on herself. But then if she could, she would see if the orcs, if they would allow her to see them see if they needed any help, and then see if the um, moles needed any help too, and maybe talk to the moles about what their plans are. I mean, they can't talk, but right. they can nod.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so the orcs would be reluctant to get uh, medical assistance, but uh, you know, they, they if, if they have a really bad cut or. Uh, something like that, then, then yeah, they would they would accept some help, uh, especially considering they're already you you know they already accepted food from you, they're already accepting, uh, you know passage back to to the encampment and everything like that. They've already kind of. Violated that orcish spirit of, of, you know, we can take care of ourselves type of thing. So now they're just kind of treating it like, okay, look, if we're in a, if we're in a party right now, then we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll earn our way the rest of the time. We'll go hunting. We'll go do that. But for right now, we need to get better. The, the moles. So one of these moles uh, almost died. And uh, they've had uh, they've had a chance to sit and talk about this. Remember, uh, they had a, a version of sign language, and they've uh, they've they've at least had the night to talk about it. Again, it's the fourth now, so some time has passed. And they would try to uh, they would try to relay a message to Maddie, uh, and to do this, they would essentially be drawing in the dirt with sticks.
7: I I think I have a. Writing utensils in my priest pack.
1: Okay. I think.
7: I, think. I could be lying. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me break out the book.
1: That's the... Sh- yeah, that's the... I'm pretty
7: sure we do. I do.
6: She could always ask me for an ink and quill, if need Oh,
7: yes, of course. I'd be like, Anvin, come on over. They want to tell me something. <laughs> Please. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Pull it out and... Hand it over to you. Just <laughs> okay. waiting for it. <laughs> I was like, uh, just
1: waiting. As for I it search thing. my
7: pack and completely forget that someone's writing a book.
1: Right.
7: <laughs> <laughs> Good old buddy Evan.
1: Yeah. So, thus begins one of the saddest games of Pictionary. Aww. Uh, oh. It basically it's it's it, okay. So what they're doing is they're trying to relate to you. Yeah, uh, we don't know what to do with our lives, but we've talked it over and we have been, the, essentially have been to places, uh, guarding these douche nozzles. And there, there was a place that they're trying to relate to you that's like, okay, we, we want to go, we want to go to there. And we're trying to, to explain it. I, okay. I would say, uh, let's see. Uh, give me an intelligence check.
7: Okay, not my strongest stat.
1: (laughs) Oh, whoa. Okay. 20. So this is essentially them giving you a bunch of clues and you putting the pieces together and you're like, oh, okay. So essentially, they're trying to get to the town of Whiteheadge. Uh. Right. (laughs) Uh. And they know where it is and they're basically just... What they're trying to do is get across to you. It's like, thank you very much for all of your help. We really appreciate it. We think we stand a better shot as a small group kind of flying under the radar. And they're they're, they're trying to just – basically, they're saying, thank you, goodbye. And they're
7: (laughs) (laughs) – Um, Maddie would probably relate to them at that point. Like once she got the message, she'd be like, "Okay, well, how about you travel with us to the road, and then you split off, just to get away from the dangerous wilderness."
1: <laughs> and they would, uh, they would, they would try and talk that over, you know. Uh, and after after a few moments, um, uh, one of them would uh, would essentially look at Maddie and, and shake his head, yeah. Okay. I- so they are agreeing to travel with you to the road, and after that, pretty much take their leave. Now, everyone else, you you've gotten some rest. You're you I imagine one of these uh, campfire scenes is essentially whenever there's been a big fight. It's like okay, let's just bandage this. I imagine people are sore and 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 hurt and just probably hungry and tired from walking all day, and it's just, it feels great to sit down next to a crackling fire, and, you know, the, 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 the weather's getting cooler, there's a nice little breeze, fire kind of flickers every once in a while. Orcs are still mean mugging Aster, and sort of looking at <laughs> sort of looking at Ubo every once in a while, uh, and then talking, talking amongst themselves. Would anyone like to do anything before getting back on the road?
5: We're still with the with the moles, right? They're not gone yet. They're not gone yet. All right, uh, I'll head over to the moles. Uh, maybe if they're like by themselves uh, mm-hmm. in a the corner of the fire, and I'll just go to them and like in an open armed like uh, gesture, go like come come here, come here, I'll, like offer a, a big like manly bear hug to all of them. Hmm. Uh. And if they all agree to, well, that's fine. That's great. Uh, and I'll give uh, each of them uh, four gold pieces mm. and, like, pat them on the on the shoulders and say, you're going to need that.
7: Aww.
1: <laughs> well, they understand the gold. The hug... Okay, this is going to get real sad. <laughs> the hug... <laughs> firstly, it confuses them on two different levels. One, you're coming in for... Physical contact to them that means you are going to hit them or hurt them in some way. They have never been shown affection in that manner, so they're going to. And they didn't really hang out with people who was like, "Hey, come here, hugs." Like they just they they didn't hang out with a community like that. So as you come in, I would I would think that they're not going to draw a weapon or anything, but they, they like they would. It's like, "Hey, hey, hey what's that?" Like they're, they're just kind of, and then you you come in and hug, and it's like, okay. That's nice. Okay. Then they're 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 starting to understand that it's a that's like oh okay, that's a it's a, it's it's kind of like a handshake or something like that. It's a it's a it's, it's a, a nicety. And I would like non
5: verbally like reassure them with my with my I'll do like the Robert De Niro like frown smile like with the, you know what I'm talking about like, <laughs> yeah. He does that, like yeah it's all right it's all right and then, like big hug with a tap <laughs> on the back. <laughs>
1: The gold is also going to confuse them ever so slightly, just because I, I think after you give it to them, they would they would start to try to communicate to uh, to Donovan and, and essentially ask the questions, like, do you want us to work for you? Is that what you want? Do you want us to, like, protect you? Uh, if I get
5: that, that's that's what they are saying, I'm just
1: going to go, no,
5: no, no, it's for you. It's for you. I'll, like, put in his hand and close his fingers on it and, like, bring it to his chest and, like tap on my hand that's on his hand, on his chest.
1: <laughs> okay. I do want to stress this. That means that will take you down to two gold in your pocket. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. Still enough to drink. That is still enough to drink. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right.
1: That is, that is insanely kind of you. And this is probably the most... Uh, the most kindness in one burst that these, these moles have ever been shown. And they're going to, uh, they, they, they would kind of re hug you after like after, after they understand it's like one, okay, hugging equals good to people Uh, two this, this goal. Like we understand the value of money. We understand like, this is, this is very important. Thank you. And there's no strings attached to it. Uh, They would hug you and probably, probably put a little more force into it than uh, than, than a standard hug. Like, this is going to be a big, strong... Mm, that's good. Yeah, mm. that's good. I like it.
0: Aww.
6: So, I'm, of course, using this opportunity to write, because you can't write at all when you're walking. No. Really. <laughs> uh, but I, wa- I want to be able to, if I could see that and see if I can see what the orcs have any reaction, or if they're even noticing that.
1: Most of the time... Okay, so the orcs don't get much exposure to other people, just like other people don't get much exposure to orcs outside of the violent, right? They're looking at you like you're insane. Like... All of this, just... Okay, you're essentially rewarding people for being terrible at their job. Also, these mole were probably none too kind to the orcs as part of their job, so they're not they're not they're not looking at the moles as, you know like, like they're buddies. And on top of this, all the all the the frivolous emotion of it, the hogging and the, the it's just it's just not their style. Um, it, it, they look at it as, as coddling, like essentially what you're teaching them is that the next time they get into a, a, a scuffle with somebody, they'll try to hug it out and they'll get stabbed in the face. Like they do, they don't, they don't understand. Um, and again, I, I cannot emphasize this enough. They are segregated from the rest of you. They, uh, they, they are part of the group, but they are very much removed from the core of it. Like they have pulled away. And, um, uh, they've repurposed a lot of these. I'd say, uh, we, we talked about it off, uh, off camera, but a lot of these, uh, the, the slaver's gear is going to be repurposed. So the, the orcs are, are armed and stuff, and they're going to be sharpening, mm-hmm. they're going to be, they're going to be sharpening weapons and things like that. And after the, after the spectacle of the, of the moles and everything, they're going to, they're going to start looking at Aster again and just shink. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> right,
2: so I imagine when they first like were picking up weapons and anything, Aster is kind of like glancing like at the rest of the party and kind of like looking at, like, is anyone gonna jump? Oh, oh
1: nope. Okay. Oh, we're arming them now. Okay, cool.
2: Yeah, basically, and then they're kind of like, I mean, as far as they're, they're concerned, the whole like distance between them. Like, yes, good. That is a good thing. Very happy, and they're also. <laughs> So, so just to get out of curiosity, when the whole thing with the moles was happening, were the orcs like completely focused on that? Like, was like for even like a second, their attention turned away from
1: Aster? No, they were looking at the moles thing too because they're 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 basically taking this in. Right about the hugging, though, they were like, "All right, this is just okay." You guys, yeah, because
2: when they're not looking at Aster for like the first time, Aster is absolutely going to flip them off. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, just putting that out there, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: and I imagine, like, with, like, the whole, like, like like the, the sharpening weapon seeing Astro's again going to kind of, like, glance around at everything else, like, y- 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 like they're not going to say anything, kind of just seeing if anyone else is noticing, like, eh, uh, like, <laughs> like, is it just me, or uh, that kind of thing. I don't know how everyone else is reacting or if they are at all, but... Um...
7: At some point... During this day, Maddie would have searched the wreckage, not looking for loot, even though someone else would probably do that, mm-hmm. but like looking for like orders specifically mm-hmm. or like a link to their, I guess their big brother, you know, like their
1: the, <laughs> big <brother.
7: laughs> the well, bigger Nuval like
1: scheme. <laughs> okay couple of problems there. One, a lot of their personal effects got burned in the fires. There were two tents that survived. There were two tents (laughs) that survived. I said a lot, not all. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, there are some letters and a lot of them are uh, reading through these. um, Some of them are more personal correspondence. There's a a couple of writing Sweethearts and Brightport, that type of thing. And there's a pretty big connection between these guys and Bandit's Rest. Specifically, uh, if you're if you're talking uh, just south uh, of Bandit's Rest, right above the Silver Glade somewhere in there, that whole general region uh, has been a big nest for Nuvol activity. They've even started spreading out uh, after after their operation got hit in Durn Hollow a couple years back. Group rode through, really screwed everything up for them. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that 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 really caused some issues for them so they were forced without that steady stream of income to sort of branch out and start trying to grab new people they've been spotted um, they've been spotted in the Black Rock Mountains blistering peaks waiting in passes uh, in between Esterholt and stuff like that do you know what do me a favor, roll a flat D20, because there, there would be there would be some letters that are be that would be very interesting, but I want to see if they would have survived. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna roll a saving throw. On a 10 or higher, these letters would have survived. And you'd uh, you'd hear about mm.
0: this. Yes!
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the Nuval, um are trying to diversify their slavery portfolio, so to speak, right? So, what they've traditionally went for are the are the large, strong-backed moles are perfect, right? You can get the occasional dwarf, but they're a little height-challenged. You can get uh, the occasional dragonborn, but they're very uh, th- like dragonborn orcs. They're very um, they're very strong-willed. They're only good for pit fighting and stuff like that. Where moles, they'll take orders if you get them young enough, right? But they wanted to is get the big score. Now, down south, in the city of Onakal, the Aladrin are back on the continent after a hundred years, right? The Nuval are riding back and forth because they want to grab some of them up.
7: Mm -hmm. I feel like I should take this letter (laughs) and hold on to it. or letters and show someone important.
1: Yeah. It's, it's mentioned. Uh, it's not, uh, it's not really so much orders as like, okay, okay. While well, you're working on this. Here's, here's what we got going on. Here's an idea that we've had and blah, 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 blah. Uh, the orcs essentially were just going to be used as they were either going to be sold off, uh, to the highest bidder. It's like, yeah, you know, you're, putting on your own little tournament or something you need something for like let's say i don't know round three and you 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 want to throw some orcs at somebody cool you could do that you could probably just you know beat them long enough and they'll listen to you somewhat you can have them fight for you or something or just coke them up set them loose on a battlefield and they'll just run roughshod over something that's pretty much what they were selling these for and it's just to make some quick cash you get the sense that uh they might be they might be falling on some hard times might be getting a little desperate if they're going after orcs might be a little desperate
2: i'm curious um what about the eladrin would make them like r- really good uh y- you know like I'm...
1: why them yeah rarity think of them okay do you remember the beanie baby craze in the 90s
7: <laughs> really? <laughs> I
1: am hold on.
2: I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Wait, so 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 more so, of so, 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 <laughs> like a sex thing. No, or? well,
1: yes, but I mean, yes, a little. Because
2: they're pretty, right? Like... Well,
1: they're pretty. They're very pretty, but they're also knowledgeable. And you ca- Okay. Their their thought process is, okay. So the Eladrin have disappeared before. I mean, who knows how long for this world they are. If we could snatch some of them up, and sell them off to somebody, I mean, they could really increase in value at some point. Like, somebody would pay top dollar for some of these... Le- I'm not saying the thought process is is high-minded. I'm just saying that, like, you could see how they got there.
2: That's really depressing, but com- talking about it that way is kind <laughs> like... God.
7: Well, Maddie would give these papers actually because she realized she's traveling with someone important. She would give these to the ambassador of uh, Winterhaven. <laughs> is Say, the ambassador's that his title?
6: Like, aren't you? He... I don't know if we've established. I think I'm like <laughs> I, I do things for Winterhaven. I help out I think it's like trying to get status. I don't know if there's been an official title or not. I'd but say you're just... definitely connected to people of
1: influence. Yeah, yeah. So yeah.
7: Maddie would give those to you.
1: All right. Well To got... do things with <laughs> <laughs> Fix this.
6: <laughs> okay, like... more more papers. I will take my other papers I hope I don't forget and then when I return back <laughs> Hey paper guy, take the paper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not the postman.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Can I ask a question? Not to interrupt this. How would Ubo be feeling right now?
3: Um, I mean, Ubo's not paying a, a heck of a lot of attention to papers and stuff. I didn't think so, but more the orc situation. Oh, just in general? Um, I mean, he's... He, he's kind of in a weird position because he's happy he's done something good for orc kind, but also he's getting the inkling he's going to be uh, expected to interact at some level with um, a, a series of orcs who might not be happy to see him.
1: Mm. Maybe we should get on the road. I mean, don't rush it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Let's do it.
1: Um, well, One f- more thing. First, yeah, I was about to say. I, I was uh, that Masoka's the only one we haven't checked in with. Mm-hmm. Can I
4: do like a perception check first, just to see if I see what's happening between the orcs and Aster?
1: <laughs> you know what? Sure.
2: It's probably not very high. <laughs> I don't think either of them are trying to hide it. It's not.
1: I'd say this is pretty evident. Uh, okay. It's pretty. It's pretty on the face of it.
4: Okay. Uh, the first thing I want to do um, I think when I see the the hugging thing going on whatever uh, must go walk up to uh, Donnie and be like uh, "Hey, Donnie get, give me some of that too we made it through another one you will go to give him a hug
5: oh I thought you were talking about the gold mask he goes over gives you a big a hug. hug taps Pull you on my, the back uh, brings his mouth to your hair and go like go get her tiger <laughs> <What>?
0: <laughs> Thanks, buddy.
4: Uh, while he's doing that he's going to f- try to pickpocket Donnie
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> is this like an, a re- reoccurring thing Then
4: <laughs>
5: oh it's not the
1: first time is that, wow what is um, that sleight of hand I I yeah, I would say. What oh, up? No. Oh. Oh <laughs> <The>
4: perception, yeah. <laughs>
1: mm. Hey. Did I do it? Okay. So I believe this is against passive perception. Oh, cool. I believe. So let's uh let's see. What is Oh my passive is twelve. Oh, no. I believe that beats okay. it then. It beats it. It does. Yeah, that's true. Do me a favor, roll a 1d4. Well, a 1d2. Well, (laughs) yes, but like, basically, how big a handful is he grabbing? Like, I know two is the limit, but... Oh, you want me to roll a d4? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You have successfully stolen half of Donovan's gold. So I got one gold. Yes. You got one gold. You got one gold. Good lord. Okay. Let
5: me step let me back. change that.
0: Yeah. Let's we'll step, we'll step back
5: and hold on.
4: Let's step back and sort of give him a hand on the shoulder. Donny, you're you're too easy. And then he'll flick the uh, the gold coin back at
5: him. I just needed a fix. <sighs> for a lo- for a sake, man, <laughs> keep your hands in check. Hey, the
4: the matrons used to call me klepto. I I can't help it.
5: He's gonna give him the one coin. I'm like, I'll try to get it back.
4: All right,
5: fair enough. I'll save this one for you.
4: And then he's going to turn and walk towards the orcs.
0: Hmm.
1: So, what are they just
4: sitting there eating?
1: Uh, I would say, yeah, they're they're probably probably snacking here and there. Again, they've been largely starved this entire time, so it's probably eating very small uh, in small bursts.
4: Um, but they're all huddled together.
1: Yeah, definitely.
4: Is Ubo there too?
1: That's an excellent question. Ubo's there.
4: He's with them? Okay. Yeah. Um, so he'll walk
3: up and say, uh, Orcs? Ubo? <laughs> okay, the, the, the fact that You called out, distinguishing him from (laughs) (laughs) orcs, lesser being. (laughs) He
4: doesn't. He he wouldn't understand what he's if he's offending. Uh, Ubo
3: Ubo scowls. He doesn't know their names. Uh, Ubo scowls at you.
1: Okay. Oh no! Ubo's fallen in with a bad crowd.
4: So, how's how's the meal?
0: Good.
3: Feels good to eat after a fight. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Uh, what what about you guys? Oh, he's like talk talking to the orcs? The crowd. Yeah. Uh, uh I mean, they don't, they don't they don't know much common, right? No.
1: But this yeah. is interesting. I'd love to <laughs>
3: Uh, so he'll look at Ubo and then like, uh, do they understand me? About as well as you understand them. Can you... Can you talk to them? They are fine. They eat. Do not bother.
4: Well, 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 it's just, uh... I just have a little problem, that's all, and I just wanna... I just wanna sort it out. Because I see them... I see them looking at Aster and, uh, you know, they got some food with your help. And they, you know, let him out of those cages with my
3: help. But, you know, they've done a lot for the orcs. Masoka, be wise. Do not try to fix this. Well, I just thought we could
1: all be friends. One of these orcs is going to stand up and uh, going to move toward Masoka and just, um, just, just sort of loom over and 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 bend down just a bit and start start sniffing at Masoka. Just kind of, <laughs> just, just sort of, uh, just big nostrils, just like taking in Masoka. And then he is going to turn his head back to the rest of, of the orcs. Misa And they are going to start laughing. <laughs> to Ubo, uh, the, the rough translation, the, the, the quick translation is, <laughs> he reeks of the fae. Now they use the word "fay" to essentially uh, anyone who has uh, anyone who is uh, even even partially elven. Any any it, to them that is a that is an insult. That is <laughs> that, that that essentially breaks down to them weakness and uh, very tree huggy, uh, wishy washy that type of mentality to them. Oh, naturally, yeah. And uh, yeah, that is to them. That is one of the biggest. That, that is an insult. That is, it's like yeah, this guy Risa the Fae, Am I right? And they're <laughs> they're just
4: yeah. Um, Zuko kind of lean over to look at Ubo. See, did he just say he likes to fuck shoes? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Ubu just looks perplexed. Um,
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and uh, he says, No. You have picked up no Orkish. <laughs> <laughs> do not bother them. They do not like you. All right. All right. Ubu, I like you.
4: I'm, I'm gonna let this go this time
3: I could take you or leave you <laughs> <laughs> yeah Ubo do not make me leave you <laughs> <laughs> you will not survive
4: <laughs> yeah yeah he'll give him <laughs> he'll just give him a dumb grin and nod and take a sip out of his flask and and head back over.
2: Um, when he comes back towards the fire, after he's gonna kind of raise an eyebrow at him and just like, uh, you know, they aren't really the talky sort, right?
4: Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm learning that pretty quick. <laughs> just, uh, you know, the, the vibe. I didn't like it, and uh, you know, you deserve better than that.
2: Uh, thanks, I guess. I mean, it's... There's a lot of... Bad blood. If Assuming we intend to... Escort these folks back towards their home. And they kind of... There's definitely a bit of tension when they say that. You'll see what I mean. But yeah, just... I wouldn't advise... The whole conversation, it's... I feel like generally talking to them will only end up leading to violence sooner rather than later.
4: Sure. Yeah. Well, they're into some weird shit anyway, so...
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would say that the, uh, the, the, the time it takes for everybody to get ready and everything, like I said... Going to be the 4th of yesterday when you guys finally are ready to hit the road. It's been a terse time in this camp, but everyone's fed, everyone's bandaged up, and everyone is ready to move out. Who would like to do me a favor and roll a flat D20? Actually, you know what? I always ask that. Let's call on somebody, Michael. (laughs) (laughs)
7: That sounded ominous.
1: No! (laughs) Nine! Nine. (laughs) Everybody out there at home! uh, Mm. So! Owned it. (laughs) First off, the weather is starting to cool off a bit. Uh, it, It was really... It was a very oppressive heat, uh, for a while. And it's, it's, it's starting to kind of cool off a bit, uh, floating around that, uh, that, that 75, 80 degree mark. It's, it's, it's actually great for marching around outside. Which is good, cause you guys have a long trek. Uh, again, it's about eight to nine days, depending on how, how fast you move, uh, to the Mozog Ork encampment. Now that is right below. Uh, for those of you guys out there with maps, if you don't have a map, you can find one at dandrpodcast. Uh, dot com. So right below the Highland Mountains, there <clears throat> on the edge of the Evergreen is a uh, is is an encampment of orcs that's getting bigger by the day. <sighs> but you gotta get there, and that means endless hours of marching. Now. I would say the first couple of days are going to go really well for you guys. You're going to get, um, uh, you're going to be uh, just just north of Betrayal Ridge here. Uh, and when you hit the road, true, you know, true to their word, the the moles are going to take off. But they are going to thank you as best they can one more time. You you kind of set them free and, and and got them going. They're not exactly sure what they're going to do, but. They've they've had some time to talk about it and kind of get used to the idea, so they would thank you before heading off one more time. Uh, and they are going to take their leave. Now you're going to notice the orcs get a little more comfortable after after they're gone. Um, they've been a little stiff and reserved, and the second those those moles are gone, they're gonna they're gonna loosen up a little bit, kind of puff out their chests just a tiny tiny bit. On the uh, on the on the second day here, though, late into the second day, I would say you are going to hear a noise. And let's see who would hear this first. Let's 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 see here. Wow, some of you have really good perceptions. Some of you, yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think most people would pick this up. This would not be even. I'd say even Masoka. Masoka's perception is not terrible. By <laughs> the lowest? <laughs> just by a little. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are going to hear noise overhead. And it sounds like a, kind of a screechy, uh, kind of a, a high pitched uh, whistle. And craning your head up, just like, what is that sound? You're going to see. A cadre, a, a, a flock of f- smaller dragons.
0: Oh, <laughs>
7: oh no! Uh,
1: and they are streaking toward the north. They're actually—it looks like they were coming from the south, overhead, and just—they're kind of screwing with each other. They're not really flying in a formation. They're kind of like butting heads. They look younger, like really young. Uh, probably not even a decade old. Like they're—they're—they're—they're—they're they're, 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 they're pretty young. And they're they're not paying you any mind, and they're they're definitely they're still keeping a northern trajectory, but uh, just something to keep an eye out for. It's it's one of those things that could turn south pretty bad if they were to you know land or something. But they, they they're really high above you. Continuing on, <laughs> unless anybody had some thoughts about <laughs> the dragons.
0: No, yeah. <laughs> I, was,
1: I was gonna say we should
6: keep our eyes out to see if uh, anything bigger. Maybe taking care of those may be around, so Maybe. keep our eyes peeled.
1: Could be so passing beautiful Betrayal Bridge, <clears throat> heading west for the next couple of days, business as usual. You guys wake up, you eat, you you kinda dig into your rations, you you fill your canteens up, you head out on the road, twelve solid hours of walking. You get you get to a campsite. You break stuff down. You treat your blisters. You you you, you just you, it's the adventuring life, right? Let's see. It is now the eighth of yesterday. Now you still got a little bit of uh, still got a little bit of travel here. Probably another four four and a half days. Who would like to do me a favor and roll a flat d <laughs> twenty?
0: Tell us who. Tell yeah. us who.
1: You know what? Let's go with Kelsey.
0: Okay. Yes. Ah. Ah.
1: <laughs> gets better and better. Yeah, it's not the worst. The dragons come back.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: with their mother.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Again, tensions are definitely there, right? The, the, there's some old... Uh, there's some old prejudices here uh between the orcs and well anyone elven uh specifically but anyone they deem kind of you know um lesser than than orc right so you guys will be on the road and you're i mean the path you're on is mostly fields and and then you'll you'll get to like little quarries and things like that you're 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 cutting through wilderness for the most part but every once in a while you'll you'll come across a, a, a in an adventuring group heading in the opposite direction or in the in the same vein this time you're going to spot and this is pretty far off in the distance you're gonna spot a hunting party uh and these look to be predominantly elven
2: hunting party like just like are are they from the evergreen or not that's what I'm tro- sorry about ah! um
1: it, <laughs> Maybe originally it doesn't look like they necessarily live in the evergreen right now. Okay, gotcha. Uh, and because uh, they're not, they're not wearing that. They're not, uh, they're not dressed like they would be from there. Mm-hmm. They, they look a little different. Uh, and it looks like when I say hunting party, I mean like food, not like bounty hunting. Yeah. Uh, that would be. You'd kind of know when uh, like adventuring parties turn to bounty hunting that type of thing because uh, they're they're outfitted to hunt people, not animals. But they're they're off the distance, and these orcs are gonna sort of, um, they're, they're, you know, when a dog hears something and they just like, huh? they they kind of tilt their head up, and these these orcs are they're gonna start like nudging each other and just look over there, and they're gonna they're gonna see them. They're not gonna motion towards they're, they're not gonna motion towards the elves or anything or or, or necessarily streak after them, but they're definitely keeping an eye on them, and they're kind of talking and, and they're kind of talking amongst themselves, and. Um. Oh,
3: Oh, I was going to say Ubo kind of hears this and kind of caught between like his need to keep the peace, but also his need to impress orcs uh, that that are with him. Uh, He says in Orcish to them something uh, to the effect of um, it is a shame they are so weak and beneath us. I would like a worthwhile fight.
1: Ooh, that's. <laughs> Do me a favor. Um, let's see. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm debating on whether to roll for that.
0: Mm.
1: Has Maddie been learning orc at all from Ubo?
7: Yes, but like words. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, how long
2: have you guys been together? Like it's, six it's like, months. It's a very complicated language. Yeah.
1: yeah. Do me a favor, roll a persuasion check, but give—I'm um, going to give you advantage on it. Okay. Um, I closed my character sheet. Uh, well, there we go. That won't help. <laughs> wow, that's a good <laughs> thing you had persuasion.
3: <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's a good thing I had advantage. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, yeah, advantage, not persuasion. Uh, so we drop the two, and we're going to take the fourteen.
3: The fourteen, find one. Yes.
1: Yeah. So they're gonna—it's—it's it's more of a like. Yeah, I guess so. Whatever. They weren't going to chase after those Those elves were like way off in the distance. It's not worth it, but it's more like, oh, I wish I could oh, kill them. Like that type of thing. It's just like, yeah, man, if we were over there, I'd be like, oh, stab, stab. Like that type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so violent, you'd have to get the rest of your party out of the splash zone. <laughs> <laughs> First three rows would get wet, if you know what I mean.
3: Yeah, bro.
1: Why are the orcs Gallagher? Ew. Okay. <laughs> Orcish prop-based humor. Instead of watermelons, it's skulls.
3: This next joke also involves skull. You are probably <laughs> sensing a pattern. <laughs> no refunds. <laughs> We do one joke very well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna agree. They're gonna go, okay, yeah, fine, and they're gonna keep marching. Um, still kind of talking to themselves every once in a while, and just you could sense that um, as they, as they're kind of getting their strength back, and they're, 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 they're kind of realizing, okay, we're gonna have to go back to camp, and this sucks. Because we got captured, and that doesn't make us look great. But, you know, I mean, these things happen. It's It doesn't look good in the orcish hierarchy, you know what I mean? So, days are going to pass. And here's what I'd like to do. It is the 12th of Yesti. Now, you have been on the road for eight full days. It is nighttime right now. Tomorrow, you are going to finish the last leg of your journey. And that Mozoic orc camp is going to be, on, you know, it's, it's going to be within striking distance. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Over a full week of marching and spending time with these orcs, and um, they're getting restless. It's it's definitely a thing where it, it, it's a bit of uh, anxiety and pressure having to go back uh, how would everyone else be feeling, though? Because you guys are getting ready to 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 visit, you know, this orc camp and any orc camp, but this one in particular has gotten a lot of there's just a lot of rumors swirling around, like how, what they're like, how they treat people, you know, every every town and city and settlement in this area is talking about these orcs because they're smack dab in the middle of everything.
2: Um, where are we location wise?
1: I would say you're you're in White Wolf Valley. <clears throat> you're well past uh, Betrayal Ridge, I'd say. You're you're two thirds of a day's hike away from uh, okay. from this orc encampment.
7: Gotcha. Um, Maddie at some point would probably approach Ubo. Um, probably I don't want to throw anything out there, but he's probably getting tense. I'm guessing because more tense than usual. <laughs> I don't he's- know.
3: He's been more quiet lately for a reason, yeah.
7: Yeah, so Maddie would approach him and um, do kind of a nod and then say, what should we expect once we reach the encampment?
3: Well, uh, I guess, Jason, is there any, like, standing protocol for, like, oh, you know, free prisoners coming back or something like that? Is that...
1: Uh, Well, pretty much they'd be marching in with you. That's your... That's your, oh, I know the bouncer type of thing. So there would be standing guards outside the, the way an orc camp set up. There's this ring around the entire perimeter. Uh, it is usually bits of it are on fire and like pontoons are sharpened and, and things like that. It is a very not attractive place to approach from. And there's usually some sort of standing guard outside. So you approaching with these other works are that's your ticket in. Uh, normally, mm. you'd either have to speak orcish or... T- this, this camp is set up a little differently than like the big orc camp down uh, uh, over by uh, Stone Center Mountains. J- just because they have, to, they have to speak with people. They have to be diplomatic. They're, so they've had to sort of change the way they do things a bit.
3: Mm. Okay. Uh, Ubo looks to Maddie and says, It is hard to say. There is some shame in being captured, but also I am coming back to a place where I am not welcome. I do not know if bringing back these orcs will make it easier for me to be there.
7: Hmm. Manny will be nodding and then she'll look over at him and say, "Um, well, should we need it, you'll have my mace and I'll be at your back. But I'm sure everything will work out. We're bringing back their their ca- their captured brethren. I'm sure that'll give us some leeway." <sighs>
3: Some, but they were rescued by non-orcs and a half-breed. A dishonored half-breed.
7: I'm sure, or I hope, this will prove your worth to them. I know that that means a lot to you.
3: I do not expect much. Maybe small better feelings about Ubo. <laughs> but I would like us to return them and not stay long. We stay long, more people who do not like me may get ideas
7: okay well I'll have my chest cutting rock ready
3: (laughs) you are going to use chest cutting rock
7: should we need it (laughs) can you help me find a good one no no. Um,
3: I have many rocks all are good for cutting chest
7: (laughs) well should the need arise I'll I'll do that (laughs) but you'll always have a place with us or with me. So we could leave here when you want.
3: Whether we bleed together or not. Thank you.
7: She'll do like that bro nod. And I guess that's it.
0: I
5: have a question. (laughs) Uh, Are we still walking with the prisoner?
1: Oh yeah, the the you never said you let go of the
0: hostage. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah cool. so, so Wait, okay, just hold on good, good,
5: good. Well, yeah, I'll pro- I w- Donovan would probably be quote unquote in charge of him the whole time, like nudging him forward or whatever when he's I don't know slowing down or I don't know keeping in company or at least being be- in between him and the orcs if they are, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when he hears when Donovan hears this conversation between uh, uh, Ubo and Maddie, he would just speak up. When
2: were they talking? in private, or...
7: I think it just says long uh, while we're walking. I wasn't okay. trying to... She on I private; just making sure. Yeah, oh, I, I ever didn't, ever like, pull the side.
5: Then from the back, Donovan would say, Hey, Rocky, if ever you need that, you can tell them you're bringing them a gift. And then he, like, looks at the, at the guy next to him.
3: Hmm. That would be a good way to lower the anger toward me. If we could turn him over to the orcs, let them take vengeance.
1: Uh, you're not saying this... Okay. He's there, right? You're not saying that this isn't a secret. <laughs> nah, he's there. Yeah, it's not a secret. Okay. It's so subtle. Oh, yeah, he's going to uh, panic. Like, there's gonna be... like. Can like uh, just there is going to be his whole body's going to clench. I thought you were just gonna drop me off like authorities. I you can't feed
5: me to the orcs. Well, I thought we were too, but it looks like the plan changed. I
3: hope you have something good for them. Or at least that you can fight for your life. No one will eat you. There is not enough of you to go around.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm sure they have something much worse in store.
1: So I picture it like this. His hands have been tied behind his back uh, for most of this journey. But he's got to walk and you're not carrying him. So I don't imagine that his legs are tied up until probably the end of the night when you guys are uh, when you guys are, are bedding down and you're like, okay, well, we can't have you going anywhere. But yeah. Uh, so I imagine since you guys are camped out for the evening he's probably hand uh, wrist slashed and uh, uh, ankles tied together and he's going to start to wriggle like a lot
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> say I' been like where do you think you're going do you think I'm just gonna lay back and and and, <laughs> and, <just laughs> and he's gonna he's just uh, in mid explanation just <clears throat> just trying to wiggle why, don't think, why do you think you shouldn't go there? what,
6: what do you think you have to offer to Winterhaven or anywhere else? why is this such a bad idea? give me a reason to not let you basically get your taste of your own medicine
3: and while you're talking to him, uh, Ubo will come up and like clamp both hands on his shoulder to kind of like hold him in position.
1: <laughs> oh. Again, do you remember remember last time Ubo kind of got in his face and it's just just pure unadulterated fear? And it's like, yeah, that's that's it's it's very much that. And these orcs are uh, they're going to approach just a bit here mm-hmm. and um, loom over the situation again. Orcs. Are, are very large creatures. <clears throat> and, uh, they, they, they're just kind of forming a wall around <laughs> this, this situation, just looking and, and kind of like grunting. A couple of them, not laughing, but there's definitely a menacing, uh, like almost a snort coming in. It's like, yeah, yeah, threaten them, make them, you know, that, that type of thing.
2: How close are they to the party? <laughs>
1: Uh, pretty. Pretty close at this okay,
2: point. Okay, yeah, when they approach, Aster is gonna stand up and sort of, like, not, like, back away, but just kind of, like, like, move to sort of have a better vantage point.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, I mean, they haven't not had their weapon ready to go at any point. So that's <laughs> right, I kind of figured really. Yeah, so yeah. they're definitely, like, mm. <laughs> Like yeah, this was uh, funny and now it's not.
3: <laughs> yeah, Ubo kind of adds You hurt many orcs the way you did. Mozog would love to be a part of battling you and killing you. If only our group killed the slavers. That is not as impressive as taking part in the battle themselves.
6: Hmm. So I say again, what do you have to offer? Why shouldn't you go into there
1: and be given? And he's okay. (laughs) Along with that panic, his eyes are just darting back and forth, like taking in this whole scenario. It's like, oh, I'm dead. Like, that's basically what's going on in his mind right now. It's like, oh, I am so dead. I mean, my heart's beating and whatever, but I'm dead. And he's gonna go into full panic mode. Look, I can, I can try to give you any information you want. If you just take me, take me to, to, take me to Overdale, take me to Winterhaven. I don't care. Let them arrest me. They can, they can even eventually hang me. That's fine. That's, Ten times better than whatever the orcs are going to do to me. Just, just, just turn me over to the proper authorities, please. Just, please.
2: Aster's gonna, um, kind of, like, clap their hands together and just, kind of like, haha. Okay, yeah, uh, funny joke! Good, great job, guys! Okay, um... Let's stop with that. Maybe we don't want anyone to get all worked up over stuff, and they're kind of... They're, they're I mean, they haven't taken their eyes off the orcs this entire mm. time. <laughs> just...
1: The orcs are very much paying attention to this scene. And <clears throat> one of them, Groon, you may remember, is going to approach Ubo and um, just sort of lean over and essentially just ask him, it's like, what's he saying? Because now it's starting to be... It, it doesn't look like you're... They thought you were threatening, like bullying. Like, it's like, yeah, let's... let's Yeah, we're, we're getting close now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Then, they're they're starting to interpret it as, like, you're talking a lot more than needs to for bullying. Why, what's he saying? Uh,
3: he does not want Mozog to have part of the glory of killing those who captured you. (laughs) Okay, yeah, and Ubo tells them in Orcish, basically, like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if Mozog, if the Mozog clan got to take part in, like, killing the
1: people who hurt you? Yeah, gotcha. Right. And um, Groon is essentially going to communicate to uh, to UBo. I thought that's what we were doing. I thought we were I thought we were taking him with us, and we were going to we're going to deal with this. And he's going uh, to go into graphic detail of what he, if Groon were to get to decide, uh, go into graphic detail of what he would personally do to this individual. Uh, up until the light fades from his eyes. Hmm. Um, Ubo nods at Grun
3: and uh, looks back to the party and switches over to common again and uh, says, "These orcs very much want to see Mozog do to him ten times what he did to Mozog."
1: Oh, I'm so shocked. Is that audible for the? Is that is that like an under the breath thing or is that audible?
2: It's like they're not like talking loudly, but it was
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, it,
3: <laughs> it, it was audible. Okay. The, U, the thing is, Ubo doesn't like Ubo doesn't process like he's not fluent enough in common to process sarcasm quite <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, he's. He's just like, see, Aster gets it, you know. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> this guy. Switch. Oh god, sorry.
6: Oh, uh, Say, looks up at Ubo. I, you're right behind him with your like hands clap over his shoulder, right? Or I'm trying to remember. <laughs> so I, Evan looks up to you and says, "Question: Does would it be a bigger bounty if maybe?" There was a... I mean, he's just one tiny slaver. Wonder if there's any way he can offer a bigger bounty and bigger glory. And that's what I'm trying to get out. Uh,
3: At that, Ubo kind of frowns. And he says to Amvin, Can you be sure we would bring more slavers to kill not just we will look into seeing what he knows and then forget about this we would have to bring many for Mozog to wait for glory
6: well we know there's probably going to be more slavers out there more camps there's probably a bigger one than the one we hit I'm sure it could be a uh, maybe a way to get Mozog Winter Haven and maybe Evergreen to work together to improve ties if we could all hit them together instead of Uh, us just doing it for them
0: Uh, okay
2: go go ahead
3: okay as I say Ubo kind of shakes his head and he says if we take him away from Mozog we go and get Mozog more slavers because we are stopping them from taking him now, it is our job if we do not hand him over
2: um can, guys do can we like talk about this um maybe away from the uh green wall like <clears throat> uh, I, this yeah.
6: <laughs> and sees the hint and like, oh, we're all totally surrounded, aren't we? And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you idiots. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, and well, I'd say that we try to form a, a little huddle group, but I definitely don't want him left alone with the green wall. So.
2: Okay, so so we're kind of separating away from. Gotcha.
1: But, as long as. Cause... Oh, they don't... They're not going to hurt him. Not
0: yet. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Okay. So once we're a a bit further away (laughs) from from them, Astrid's going to be like, Okay, so, um... Yeah, the whole handing someone over to be tortured kind of thing, are are we, like, really discussing that? Because, I mean, mean, don't get me wrong, he's, he's obviously not a great guy, and he probably does deserve to be jailed and hanged or whatever, but, uh torture um hmm and trading him for more people to be tortured I'm not really seeing the where this is getting us
7: Maddie will nod but then look to Ubo and be like will it be torture or will it be combat
3: hard to say sometimes both
2: yeah I don't really think there's gonna be much of a difference with this guy and them I mean, (laughs)
3: just look at Slavers should be afraid to take slaves. He can be an example, or many can be an example later.
2: Are are you going to, like, take them to show others? Um, How is he going to be an example? You lost me.
3: He can be on a pike.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Right out. Okay. Okay there has to be a way to... This is an opportunity. To... As, as it stands, eh, there's not a very good ties between Mizog, Winterhaven, or even the Evergreen and Mizog. I've, I've oh, watched sure. them. But I don't think we should throw away this opportunity. We defined with that opportunity. I don't think it's as simple as throwing them in there and getting killed and then tomorrow, it's another day, and they forget all about it. There has to be a way that we can turn this into some some way to improve the relationship between all of us without just senseless death.
7: I
2: think you may be overthinking it. I mean, I'm not seeing any way the orcs are going to be happy unless we do one of those two things, and even the whole trading for more people to do horrendous things to, that's even a tough one to say. So yeah, um, okay, look, I'm I wasn't really planning on going near the camp anyways. That wouldn't really be a great idea. Probably wouldn't be a great idea for most of us, I'll be honest. They're 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 not really friendly. I mean, the ones we've had for the past while this whole walk thing they're actually pretty tame in comparison to what I've seen but I don't know like maybe we could just hang back or something with him
3: but um. Ubo, um, Ubo kind of frowns at the party and he says why you all talk so much about this when we fought them to free these orcs in the first place. None of you lost sleep when we killed them where they stood. Killed in battle. Killed by orcs in the camp. Killed by torture. He is worse than scum under toenail. Why do you care?
2: I mean, listen, if it's between giving him up for torture and killing him now, I'd do it. If I wasn't afraid, that would start something else with your pals.
7: And then Maddie's going to look to Ubo and say, I can condone death by combat because if he showed true remorse the gods may grant him life. But I cannot condone torture. My god won't allow it. You must know that death by combat is the best way to go.
3: We can ask for him to be able to fight.
7: Do you really think they're going to listen to us? I mean, really?
6: We did just bring back their group. And I don't know if it's a way if uh, this may help Ubo get back into the graces if he were to do trial by combat with him in front of the group.
3: Can they do what they want with him after he is dead? As long
7: as I could send him afterwards. Perform funeral rites. Nothing. Just words. Oh, and I do want to say that Maddie did that for everyone on the camp that died. (laughs) Okay, sorry. I know that's backtracking, but... No, that's that's fine. That's her thing. She was a priest before she was a cleric, so...
0: Mm.
7: Okay, how about... I mean... So...
2: I'm gonna be honest I don't think trying to even get them to listen to us about the trial of combat thing is gonna work I mean Uwo you were talking earlier none of us exactly have an in with the orcs and from what I know your people aren't really prone to listen especially when it comes to a chance at violence I mean I don't see if we walk up there to an entire encampment of orcs they're not just gonna take him and do whatever I mean what are we going to be able to do to stop them
3: Uh, Ubo just kind of grunts annoyed uh, and says I just tell you the way of things for Mozog for all orcs I this group is my home now I will I will not fight your decision because I have to be with this group. But know that it will be easier for all of the orcs captured and the Mozog back at the camp if we hand him over and let orcs
6: do orc ways easier may not be right. Question again. Mm. Uvo. Yeah. <laughs> what happens if we don't bring him? The orcs we, we say know of him. But what if we want to say have him for Winter Haven to get the information, more information about other places other parties and maybe ourselves could raid to free more people. But how would that go over? Let's think about all of the options.
3: Mozog will at least be annoyed. <clears throat> he is not worth starting a fight with Winterhaven over, but Mozog will remember that you did not let them have part of the fight that freed their brothers.
2: Would say when we, when friend pals over there, and they'll kind of motion towards the orcs, when they notice that we're not bringing this guy with us, are they, would they start a fight with us over it?
3: I can ask them. I do not think they will. I do not think they will fight us because we saved them.
0: Mm.
2: I mean, if you think so, um, I mean, what if he just, you know, happens to strangle himself in his sleep with his ropes? I mean, what if he just dies accidentally and would that be an option
3: or i still do not understand how that comforts you any more than handing him over for ways because
2: torture is bad
3: all death is death
2: i'm clearly not going to get through with you i don't know what i expected honestly but
3: interesting. Aster, I am not fighting you. I am just telling you how things are.
2: Yeah, I I know. So is there any other option besides that? Because I can arrange that.
5: Oh, uh, from the back, uh, Donovan's going to say, Oh yeah, killer, there's one other option. He turns around to Masoka and says, Hey Masoka, I'm going to cash in on that coin. Give me, give me your flask. My flask?
4: He'll say it like it's just the dearest thing to him in, in <laughs> life, but uh... uh Alright, Donnie, just cause it's you.
5: Alright, he know? takes it, <laughs> takes it and then tosses it to Esther and just says, sometimes it's just not your table.
2: What? I, I don't...
5: Have a swig. I mean... Have a swig, everything's gonna take more sense. Make more sense. <laughs>
2: So you're suggesting I just get drunk and forget that we're handing over
5: someone to be mercilessly tortured? Well, I'm not drunk. We, we still need you to defend us.
0: <laughs>
6: <laughs> uh, you don't actually think that if we brought him over to Winterhaven, that they weren't going to do anything to him? I mean, it's probably not going to be anywhere near brutal as Zog yeah it's the orcs are a different
3: level Uh, Ubo just kind of grunts again and says I am tired of this I have told you what you need to know about Mozog and then he looks at Maddie and says I will obey whatever you decide and he basically just walks back over to the orcs and just kind of hangs out with them, and grumbles in Orcish to them about talky, chatty Pinkskins.
0: <laughs> Very
1: important. Let's 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 sidebar for just a moment, because <clears throat> they're going to be curious. Because that's a long conversation. Uh, so soon after this pathetic, puny man is begging for his life, so they're starting to get a little concerned with the arrangement. What exactly would Ubo tell them? Um,
3: Ubo tells the orcs... Uh, well, I guess, do they ask him something when he comes over? Do
1: they, like, start They're essentially, the Essentially, like, is there a problem? Because, again, we were under the impression we're taking this guy back with us. That's, like, our consolation prize. That's what we were under the impression.
3: Uh, Ubo tells them, I told my group what you want, what Mozog want to be part of the fight to hurt the slavers. They want to take this scum, this garbage who does not deserve to live another day and try to get information from him. Find more slavers. <sighs>
1: Let's see. He's uh, so again this is Grun, and Grun's gonna give this some thought. Uh, Ubo. And he's going to he's gonna get very close to Ubo here. Just just kind of and then place a hand on Ubo's shoulder. We will be in Mosok Cam tomorrow. There are things that we are... Not... Proud of. And he's gonna point down... <clears throat> to this guy. We could use him. Bringing him back. You. And he's gonna... He's, he's gonna... Again, like... Touch Ubo's chest. Could make amends. You... And he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna kind of like just insinuate that's like, hey man, this is an in for you. This is this, but that he's speaking a lot with body language right now. Mm. You are half breed.
3: You know this. Ubo kind of looks away as he says that.
1: But you can still help the orc. Mm. <clears throat> and he's gonna, he's gonna continue with the pitch the Mozog are new we need time to grow grow strong how can we do that with things like this and he's going to point down to the guy and bartering talking with people outside of our camp and then he's going to look over to Aster And fighting them. This is your chance. Show us that you stand with us. We can get information out. You speak common. You speak his language. We can make him talk.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh,
3: uh, man, what does Ubo say to that? Um,
2: so, yeah, so I was going to ask so, does anyone have anything else they want to say in that conversation? Or
6: um, we haven't
1: really decided anything, right? That's true. Kind of like back and forth. So, yeah. okay. To yeah. bring it... Yeah, the, the, I would picture that this conversation might not have stopped when Ubo walked away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even... It may have even sparked up a little more with Ubo out of... Because maybe there'd be a little more uh, wiggle room in terms of mm-hmm. opinion? Uh, just
3: just to be clear, um, so Maddie and Aster are the ones who have problems with this, but Amvin, Donovan, and Masoka could really go either way. Like... Yeah, they're okay with handing him over, but they're also okay with sending him to Winterhaven. Yeah,
6: yep. Amvin is actually more about trying to find a way to improve ties, but if this doesn't give any benefit, then it doesn't matter. He's just trying to find the opportunity if it exists.
3: Uh... Okay, I just want to make sure I, I was on the same page about everybody's opinions here.
6: So yeah, uh, Amvin looks around, sees everyone, sees Masoka and Donovan le- leaning into the circle more. Maybe now that um, Ubo is left there. But like, joining in more, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then looks around and says, okay, what are we going to do? I don't want to be a group divided going in.
5: Well, listen, when I when I take a job, I try to be as professional as I can be to the employer. Now, I know Winter Raven's paying, but the way I see it now, the Mozog seem to be the uh, highest bidder, so... I would move along toward the direction that this
6: newfound employer is leading us. As far as the contract goes, we were just ordered to get the orcs uh, returned. The slaver is a bonus. Uh, which... I just don't know if there's an addition that maybe we're not seeing everything that's possible, which is why we're chatting.
4: <clears throat> if I may, he's going to look at Maddie and give her a wink. I don't give a shit what we do with this labor. My concern is these guys clearly hate us. I don't know what the elf orc thing is, but I don't feel comfortable going to this
5: camp. Who's to say they won't turn on us? Well, you can't camp outside if that makes you feel more comfortable.
2: I'm not planning on going anywhere near that place.
4: So, you want to split the group and go in on your own?
6: I have to go in. It's, uh, I was, I was present when this group was founded. I didn't, I wasn't actually part of the negotiations, but I was there. Um, they may or may not remember me. Probably not, honestly. Uh, but, I mean, we have to fulfill this contract and I have to go in. It can't just be Ubo alone. And I don't want them to, convince him to stay if he he's been a valuable party as a well, member as well
2: I, e- even if the rest of you all go in there trust me you're better off if i hang back
6: you can be our scout
2: <laughs> yeah it's it it wouldn't be good trust me
4: all right. Well, I'll hang. Uh, I'll hang back with
6: Aster. And make sure nothing fishy's going on.
4: I'll
2: Maddie? make sure to.
6: Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Maddie. I assume you're joining.
7: Yes. I, I'm. I will be sticking with Ubo.
5: Donovan. Yeah, I'm gonna put a hand on the Masuka shoulder. Uh, I'm gonna make sure to put a good uh, put a good word for you to them. Uh, I'll make sure that once we're out, they're gonna they're gonna like you guys. And He looks at Aster as well
6: okay you know who's going and then I motion over to the other the slaver what are we gonna do about him?
3: Well he's our ticket in um so okay uh, this is actually gonna pivot kind of back to the party pretty quickly because um, Ubo huh. after thinking a bit about what to say to the orcs uh, and so he says uh, we still have like two days until we reach.
1: Um, it, camp, it's right? actually, you're set to get there by tomorrow evening. Right. Okay. So like a day. Yeah. Um, so Ubo says,
3: uh, to the orcs, um, I will make them understand while we walk for now. Let me talk to them. And in, unless they try to stop him, he actually goes back to the party. Do they try to stop? Ubo? No. No. Okay. Uh, so Ubo comes up to the party, and he looks to Aster and Maddie, and he looks mad. Um, and he looks at both of them, and he says, why must you two make this so hard? We were set out, not just to get them back, and he points to the orcs. But to make things better between Winterhaven and Mozog, to make things better between Winterhaven and Mozog, Winterhaven must show Mozog that Winterhaven will not interrupt orc ways, especially for something as insignificant as this snot. And he points at the slaver as he says that.
2: Aster's going to cross their arms and say, if you really think that there's going to be any sort of peace without some of your orc ways being adjusted, that's just not going to happen. I'm sorry.
7: If your people want vengeance on this slaver, then take it. Have these orcs fight him here. I... Do not want to submit him to torture or interrogation. If you want your vengeance, have them take it here with an honorable fight. Show their strength against him. Have one of the orcs fight him.
2: Yeah, then you can do the whole head on a pike thing to bring him
7: back to... They deserve this vengeance.
3: Mm-hmm.
7: Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> make it feed. harder for you. Yeah, have them prove their strength that they were able to defeat the slavers. I
3: was just thinking to myself that, that probably kills a lot of the ability for Ubo to get back into good graces. It's not be... <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not quite the spectacle that he needs to, to uh-huh. get his leverage.
1: <laughs> um, I love this game
3: <laughs> it's, it's thing.
6: Um, I'd say that Emmon looks at you Ubo and says this is your group your clan you can tell us anything
3: you would all be at peace with this adjustment this would be members of Mozog getting to fight him getting to have vengeance to write Mozog's story in his blood
2: it's the best solution I've heard so far
7: works for me as long as it's an honorable fight I, I am okay
6: they would say stories that would hopefully improve the relationship between our groups and our towns I'm for it
3: I will tell them that you allowed Mozog to do this this is this is not what the leaders of Mozog will hope for but and he looks um, at Aster this is what you called adjustment isn't it
2: Yeah, something like that. It's a good start.
3: I I will talk... Oh, Oh, no, go ahead. I will talk to the orcs here. One moment.
7: Before he walks away, Maddie's going to put her hand on his shoulder and nod and say, thank you.
3: Uh, Ubo looks like he's about to He looks like he's kind of about to add something, and and then he just. And he goes back to uh, the orcs and And... says.
6: (laughs) Sorry. Go ahead and say it. As you walk away, I'm like, hey, Masoka, do you still have that flask?
3: (laughs) It's being passed
5: around right now. Hey.
6: (laughs) Where is that thing?
3: <laughs> um so Okay, so Ubo goes back to the orcs and in Orkish says I told my group it is important for Mazog to write the Slaver's Defeat with our own hands in his blood. They say that one-on-one combat with one of you here would be a way that still lets us have our ways and still lets them have their ways. If one of you fights him here, then Mazog have taken his blood. One of you gets the glory of having fought and won against the people who shamed Mazog.
0: Hmm. Hmm. I know, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So here's what's gonna happen. The, The... They're gonna they're they're gonna look at each other. You can tell they're deliberating and stuff. And on the one hand, they're worried that this guy is gonna get to walk. To them, it's 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 like oh, he's gonna get off scot free, and 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 that's it. Like you just get to leave. Uh, but on the other hand, they really want to bring him back to like like taking taking his life would be amazing. However bringing him back and having him um, stand trial isn't the word, but you know what I mean? Like that, that, that spectacle of like, oh, we're going to take one of theirs because they took one of ours. And Groon is going to uh, Grun is going to, to approach you though, and you would tell the other orcs what happened here. If we were to take his life in combat now, I would. And he is going to, once again, place a hand on Ubo's shoulder. Stand him up. And Grun is going to take a few steps back and draw his weapon. Now, he's got this uh, almost uh, like a scimitar type of blade. And this, uh, this makeshift shield, uh, sort of, um, uh, you could tell it's, it's, it's sort of cobbled together from a couple of different pieces. The slavers didn't have great gear, but, uh, the orc has sort of modified it a bit to have it curl around, uh, curl around his arm. And he is going to hold up his left arm. And this, th- this, this, this orc is pretty damn big. He's going to hold up his left arm and just bang the blade against it. This guy on the ground, whose name is Bran, by the way, <laughs> we um, never asked. No one ever asked, <laughs> but his name is Bran. Is going to proceed to piss himself and just, just, just again start to wriggle. It's like, what are you doing? What's going on? What's happening?
3: So, uh, Ubo just wants to say back in Orkish to, um, was it Grun?
1: Grun, yes. Grun. Uh,
3: and to all the other orcs there in Orkish, just so that we're clear on the terms. So, um, Grun fights slaver scum. Grun wins. Mozog has had his blood. Scum wins. And he just kind of like snorts a laugh just looking right. at him real quick we do let him walk scum will not win but he ubo still like looks to them for agreement
1: and grun is going to look at the rest of the party uh, specifically aster he don't say <laughs> cuz he is going to start to get the gist it's like this was not ubo's idea and uh, he's going to he's going to take a deep breath, and he's he's his, his his eyes are going to be sort of cast down, but then look up, and 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 stare directly at Ubo and give one solemn nod. Yes.
3: Okay. Uh, Ubo goes back to the party and says, it points at the slaver and says, he fights here. He fights Grun. Grun kills him. Grun. Has honored Mozog. Slaver wins, we let slaver walk. Does this satisfy, and he looks at Aster, your morals, and looks at Maddie and says, your God.
2: Aster will nod at him and then also at Maddie and just say, thanks for the compromise.
7: Maddie will nod back and say, and and then look to Ubo. As long as he has a weapon, anybody have an extra? Yeah. And then she uh, looks at the group.
5: Yeah, I don't know if I was going to head towards uh, Bren. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> wow. Uh,
5: if that is
1: your real name. <laughs> I was going to
5: say, yeah, mine's, mine's not it's not half bad. It's going to go and help Bren on his feet. And, uh, Like, by the shoulders, or by under the shoulders, or kind of like, yeah, just hoisting him. Yeah. And then then giving him a like double pat on the chest, going like, good news, bad news, the plan keeps changing, but you got your chance. And he hands him
3: his uh, pick and his shield. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) And uh, uh, Ubo makes sure to yell at him, you run, your life is forfeit.
1: Did you untie him? Or did you just...
3: Well, yeah, yeah. Once he's okay. I just want
1: to make sure. Right? Okay.
5: Or, or after Ubo says that, actually.
1: Right. And okay, Bran is very confused. Just I gotta fight him one on one. Just, just me.
5: That's the deal. We got you.
7: And then Maddie's gonna say from the distance, "Is that or torture?"
1: And if I win, if you win, you walk. Okay. Fine. And he's going to have these, he's going to have these weapons and just He's going to he's going to stomp on the ground. You could tell that some of it's about a blood flow like a circulation type thing. Like he's been tied up and just like he's just trying to just limber up. And he's going to stretch. Meanwhile, this Orc is just standing here the entire time. After the initial like slamming on the shield, making a show of it. He is going to stand there and he's got he's got his head lowered and he is staring directly just watching this guy.
2: Once this is all settled and, and done, Aster is going to kind of not go like out of like sight distance from the group where they're going to kind of just walk a bit away, just t- t- take a breather. And they don't really want to be around for whatever is about to happen.
3: Right? Are they going to watch you in from a distance?
2: I mean, they're gonna, like, keep an ear out in case something goes horribly wrong, and you guys need their help for anything, but they're not gonna watch the event.
3: Gotcha.
6: (laughs) Yeah. And Anvin is studying everybody, but also looking at any of the, mainly Ubo, um, and trying to do any, like, sensing of, like, arcana checks, basically, to... See if this is a moment in which his power might be increasing or anything like that. Related to his study, of course, but just just trying to see if this moment is important.
5: Um, Meanwhile, Donovan's going to stand between the two of them, like, waiting for the guy to get ready. Mm -hmm. And once everybody's cleared (laughs) off, like, kind of as a referee, kind of, with his thumbs in his belt, just waiting to see whatever the guy's basically up to orc uh, readiness as much as possible. Uh, and then unless anyone else has something to do, he'd, he'd like take off one of his gloves and indicates to both, like tells the guy when the glove hits the ground, it's go time. And then he looks at the orc and like points at the glove and go like points at the ground
0: and then points <laughs> at
5: the other guy like, right. raising an eyebrow. <laughs> Thank you. Got that.
0: <laughs> <clears throat>
5: Hold up. Hold up.
4: Where's that flask? Um,
7: (laughs) I want to say Maddie has it now.
0: And she actually takes
7: a swig and then caps it and throws it towards you. Thanks.
0: He'll have a big
4: smile on his face because her lips touched it.
0: (laughs) 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 It's like a kiss.
4: And then he'll he'll go up to uh, Bran and. They'll take a sip first because,
5: well, <laughs> 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 you don't want to. You don't want to kiss Brett. That's here. practically <laughs>
0: first
1: base. That's that's.
5: And
7: uh, Maddie doesn't notice any of this.
1: <laughs> he'll offer it to a brand uh, here. Uh, a little liquid courage. And yeah, he'll definitely. Yeah, he'll take a nice big swig out of this.
0: All right, all right, not too much.
1: All right. Uh don't worry. Big tough slaver like you, you got this. I'm rooting for you, bud. And you can, he's, he's got that, that nervous energy, just like, he's gonna crack his neck, and just, like, he's, he keeps flexing his shoulders and trying to jump up and down, get limber, and he's, he is ready.
5: All right, uh, ceremoniously, uh, is gonna raise the glove in the air, then walk backwards to get out of the way, look at both, and then just drop the
1: glove. This slaver is going to streak screaming weapon raised in the air towards Groon and he is going to run headlong into this shield wrapped around Groon's arm it is essentially like watching someone run into a brick wall but the wall reaches out and (laughs) with all of his force just body checks the hell out of Groon Braun is immediately going to have his bell rung. It is this, this clang, this... this. The, you're going to hear screaming, then slam silence. And Bran is going to stumble backwards, and both arms kind of spread. Grun is going to raise the sword over his head, slash down, and cut Bran's shield hand off. That, that shield is going to clatter onto the dirt and Bran is going to start to scream and thus begins the most one-sided ass beating any member of this party has seen as Groon circles stomps and breaks as many bones as he can on Bran's body
6: Amvin walks away
1: Bran almost immediately loses the pike uh, right after the shield and, uh, blood is pouring uh, out of the, out of the arm, missing a hand and after what can't be any more than a minute and a half two minutes Bran's, uh, Brand's leg has a has a compound fracture, there is a bone sticking out uh and he is on his back. And Groon is going to raise his booted uh, foot and slam it down on Bran's chest. And he is going to lean down and just scream, just bellow, roar into Bran's face, spittle and such, just flying. And then he is going to take a deep breath, look up at Ubo. And shout Ask him. Ask him where they are. Okay,
3: uh, sure. Ubo says, uh Where are
1: the New vol? Oh my god. Um So here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna have Oh boy. Bran is he has lost a lot of blood he has had several bones, but he's going into shock and you could tell he's, he's just, he's laying there just completely out of it and just, uh, 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 and he is gasping for air, trying and, and, and Grun is just sort of got this boot clamped down on, on him, making sure that he can't get away. And Bran is just scratching, scraping at this boot, just trying, but there's no, like, he's got no strength, like, it's not happening. And eventually, his hand is just going to sort of shake and fall away, and he is going to struggle for breath a few more times, and then just pass out. And Grun is going to raise his boot and slam down on Bran's chest one more time. And momentarily, Bran is going to sort of flex almost like a like a fish out of water type of thing, just just his whole body is going to reflexively jerk, but nothing more. What would be the party's response here? Um, Donovan extends his arm towards groon and says, "We have a winner. Groon looks to be almost angry at himself. It's like oh i should have I should have dragged this out i should have i i, I hit him too hard." Uh, because getting getting information about exactly where they are and, like, I don't know, information about weaknesses, things like that, like, what's the camp like? what's a, That would have been great. But it did feel really satisfying to kill this guy.
3: Uh, Ubo says, Ubo shouts an orcid, orcish, vengeance for Mozog, glory for Mozog.
1: <sighs> After a momentary anger sort of subsides like it's that first of all it's bloodlust and then it's just like oh damn it i i i killed him crap he is going to he's gonna let that wash over him and then uh he's going to raise his hands in victory and sort of shout alongside ubo and and just repeat the sentiment um maddie (laughs) do me a favor and roll perception
7: nope okay.
1: <laughs> let's let's do let's do something really quickly. Groon is going to again just just like cheer alongside of Ubo and just like yeah, fuck that guy and then he is going to sort of gesture for Ubo to join the other orcs uh for a moment for some of uh, sort of um sort of a victory drink. Uh, was down. Okay.
7: At this point, Maddie would approach the body because funeral rates.
1: Right.
5: Yeah, me too, because my shield with an arm in it.
1: <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah, just imagine if you... You know how shields, like, strap to your forearm, that type of thing? Oh, yeah. The forearm's still there. It's like fine. The, it's it's the, been protected. The, yeah. Right. It's fi- That's the only thing that wasn't broken <laughs> on this poor guy. It's a good shield. It's, <laughs> and um, yeah. As you're as you're getting this stuff together, this there's going to be just the slightest like, <gasps>
0: mm-hmm.
1: this guy ain't dead yet. Kind of like what kill
7: him without people noticing. Would be a mercy at this point.
1: I'm gonna let you stew on that for just a minute. Yeah. Let's go over to, go over to Uba. So, these orcs are pretty happy about this, because that is, that is a measure of release, right? First of all, they were captured for weeks by these dickholes who got the jump on them and then probably did not treat them very well. Obviously, they, they, they nearly starved them and they were, they were, they, they knew that they were being taken somewhere against their will. Then they had to travel with this guy for another week. And not do anything to them. So this is, this is a pretty big deal. So they're still, they're, they're, they're having a drink. They're, they're having this celebratory thing. And, um, and Grun is going to, 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 again, like slam a hand down on Ubo's shoulder. You have done well this day. Tomorrow, we will go into Mozart camp. And we will speak to Orag. And we will tell him what you have done. Um, something of note, this, uh, this particular band, I, 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 I mentioned, I, I mentioned before, uh, in a session, but I really wanted to get it across,
0: uh,
1: Ubo and this particular group of hunting orcs, um, really didn't know one another. Uh, this is sort of a, sort of a satellite group. They go out, they, they get food, they bring it back. Mm-hmm. And Orag is sort of the, uh, sort of the right hand man. Uh, to, to Gorgol. Orag has had a run-in with Ubo before. Mm-hmm. And I think you know what I'm getting at. Uh, w- would he be, say, perhaps
3: a person I uh, attempted to unseat from a position of power? Yes. Yeah. Mm.
1: Um. So... Uh, oof. let's uh, come back to Maddie for a moment
7: ugh. <laughs> 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 oh god and this is like the closest she's been to this slavery the entire time Yeah. Um, okay so she's gonna hear this and then immediately freeze look over to the orcs oh god I don't even think she has a dagger
4: Okay, well, I I think uh, <clears throat> Ahsoka would probably be hovering, as is his new thing to do. Would he uh, <laughs>
0: would he I catch a vibe it? here, Put,
1: what you doing what are you there? Hair smells nice. Oh no! Don't be that guy. Don't be hair sniff guy.
4: Be- <laughs> would he be able to catch on the 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 vibe that you know she may want to help this man pass?
7: Uh, she freezes when she hears, did he hear?
1: Missoka, why don't you roll perception for me? Because Maddie's close enough now that if you're there to do, oh, yep. 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 So it's, it's, it's like a, like, it is a pained breath. I need to stress that. Okay. The one arm is severed and still bleeding. The other arm is broken. His leg, again, compound fracture like, probably several ribs cracked, if not outright broken. This man is in tremendous pain. However, not unsavable.
7: Oh, god mm. damn it.
1: <laughs> there would be a very long road of recovery, and he'd probably never walk the same again, but he wouldn't be dead.
7: But he's also a slaver.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Mm hmm. Um.
7: Okay, and honestly, Masoka being there, Maddie probably doesn't even notice at this point. Because <laughs> he's been hovering so much that she's just like, no. eh. Um,
4: Well, he would probably look at her and, and uh, just whisper so no one else can hear. I, I can do this. If you want to walk away, I can do this.
7: So Maddie froze, and then you said that, and then she's actually going to clench her fists and say, give me your dagger.
0: Ooh. Mm -hmm. Are you sure? Yes.
4: He will flip over a dagger and hand it to her.
7: And then she's gonna lean in close to this guy, and not in like, not whisper, but talk like softly and say to him, "Ah, uh, what would she say?"
0: Hmm.
7: Oh God. Should I? Okay. She can lean in close, bring the dagger up to his neck, and like say to him you Nuval her blight on Theria and then she'll slit his throat
1: there is going to be a momentary gasp just a and then you're gonna hear his throat fill up with liquid as he tries to gasp and it just sort of turns into a gurgle part way through and then after a few moments, that's going to subside. And he's going to die. Guys, I think that's a pretty good time for us to stop for the evening.
0: Boy, oh Maddie! God. I didn't see that coming. Oh, man. It's good. Nice. Oh, Oh, God. <laughs>
1: I love this so much, guys. Yeah, I just I do. I good. love it. Yes, yeah, it's it. getting warm in this office.
0: Oh, <laughs> god, damn it. God.
1: So the next time we play, you guys are going to walk into a you're going to walk into an orc camp.
3: Some of us are, yeah.
1: <laughs> Some of you are.
3: I really don't like the position I put Maddie in. I feel so bad. <laughs> so like Ubo's totally okay with it, but Rob is like having a conniption over here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well,
7: it's Jason's fault. He threw in a lot never mind.
1: Blame me. (laughs) That's fine. I dude, this this worked out so well. You guys I I really I really love the way these characters are acting with each other. You guys Mm -hmm. are doing a fantastic job and I I don't know. It's something it it's something about the way these characters were fit together from the beginning and just you guys sticking to decisions and and character quirks and everything it's just it, it's really fun i'm i'm yeah. really really happy having a good with time this. yeah I love you guys
6: yeah, yeah i can't yeah. wait to, to
1: play more where like emmet I mean, was
6: cool with the idea but then like seeing it happen he's got to live with that and so he had to walk yeah. away like i i really want to play to that more
1: We hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Again, this has been sponsored by patreon.com slash d-a-n-d-r. That is our lifeblood. That's how we pay bills. That is how the show expands. And that's how we get to do more and more as the months go by. So, as promised, here's a clip from Living in Theria. We just did one all about magic. Uh, we took uh, all of your, your questions. We answered all of them that we could. Essentially, where's the source of magic? What's, uh, where does it come from? How is it channeled? All that stuff. So, here's a question quickly about uh, the different races in Theria and how they tie to magic. Technically, the longer you live, obviously, the more time you have to plug away at it. So, like, that's, that's a leg up. Right. There are races like the Aladrins. Like, okay, an Aladrin is probably going to be much more magically predisposed than a dwarf, just because it's how they're born. And again, it's all about interpretation and connection to it. Are there dwarves that use magic? Absolutely. Are the amount of dwarves that use magic, percentage-wise, far lower than like the Aladrin or elves or even drow? God, yes. Elves just having natural, they can tap into it a little easier, something Mm -hmm. like that. So if that sounds like something you might be interested in, head on over to patreon.com slash d-a-n-d-r and you can support us for as little as a dollar. There's tons and tons of shows over there and extra content for if you get bored during the week or a run or out for a drive or whatever. You can also support the show by going to iTunes and giving us a five-star review. That stuff helps immensely. Like, can't can't tell you how much that helps us. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dungeons and randomness, all spelled out. You can go to Twitter at dandrpodcast. And, of course, you can send us an email with your opinions, questions, uh, concerns, anything like that at dandrpodcast at gmail.com. That's D-A-N-D-R podcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much. We can't wait to see you for extended rest. That's the 30th at 9 p.m. Eastern on Twitch. Until then, everybody out there, take care, and we'll see you next time.